All right, so I'm not nervous a lot, but I am, um, and that's okay. Uh, so uh, yes, thank you, he does. He had me through the edits and the revisions and not sleeping, but I'm awake and I'm here. So again, good morning. Thank you guys for coming. Um, I hope I don't bore you or disappoint you. Um, so I'm going to get started with our verse is. Um, we're going to look at Psalm 20 today. And Psalm 20 offers us the assurance that God's is present in our battles. It reinforces that God hears us, he cares about us, he answers prayer, and he will deliver us. No matter how tough the battle or how defeated we feel, we need to know that we can just place our trust in him and not on earthly things, but in the name of God. So we're gonna read the whole thing starting in verse one. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all of your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of God. May the Lord grant all your requests now this I know, the Lord gives us victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we will rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king and answer us when we call. So there's two sets of praying in here. One um, is uh, David as he's praying for the battle, and the other is his crew that's praying for him. So I just want to take a minute and pray for our leader, who's not here today because we, as a church, have blessed him for his birthday, and he and Nubia are in Boston for the weekend. Um, sure, now that it's been announced, uh, you'll start to see the flood of pictures of food, of all of the good sites. Um, so we just wanted to bless him for everything he does for us and give him that break. So I just want to take a minute uh, to pray for him um, as we give him that time that he needs. So God, we thank you for the leader that you've sent to us for our shepherd, and we thank you for the calling that you've placed on Pastor Freddie's life, but we thank you for his obedience to answer that call. We just pray as he and Nubia are away celebrating his birthday that you would refresh his spirit and renew his mind and recharge his old body. I had to. Uh, so we, we lift him and his family up to you, and may you continue to encourage them when the enemy tries to discourage them. May they always feel your comfort and your peace as they go throughout their days, 
living to serve and to honor you, God. We're so grateful for them, and we just thank you so much. Surround them with a hedge of protection, and let the lies of the enemy fall deaf on their ears as they go throughout their days to live and honor you, God. We just thank you for everything that they do for us as a church, for us as individuals. We wouldn't be where we are or who we are without them, God, and we are just so, so grateful for them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, backstory, because I'm good at those. Um, I was, I started out the 21-day fast um, when we started, and I was just doing it. I found a devotional, and I said, okay, I'm, we're going to get into this. Um, before we did that, um, we actually had a board meeting, and all the board members were there, and it was really awesome because I had a little bit of a breakdown. I was stressed, overwhelmed, exhausted. I just felt like I couldn't give any more, but I didn't have a choice. I had to. Like, you can't just stop, but I wanted to. I was done. Like, work was overwhelming. Church things are overwhelming. Family life was overwhelming. I just, I've had enough. So we started this fast, and I just really wanted God to do something. And he did. So this is from that. I don't like that it happened at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but it did. I awoke from a dead sleep. I was having a terrible, terrible, terrible dream. It was awful. I was living a life of sin that was so horrendous. Like, it was worse than the actual sin, worse than the actual sin that I was living in before I met Jesus. I mean, like, Sodom and Gomorrah, bad. I couldn't sleep. I could not go back to sleep. And then he started to speak to me. So I was laying there for 30 minutes, staring at the dark ceiling, just wanting to go back to sleep. And he just kept putting this on my heart. And I was just like, are you serious? Like right now, really? I'm tired. I want to go back to bed. I have to get up. I have to do this thing called life. I have to go to work. And then all of a sudden, it didn't go from exhaustion tired. It went to frustrated tired. I was tired of being a bad child. I was tired of being disobedient. I was tired of not listening to him. So I rolled over, rubbed the crust out of my eyes. I grabbed my phone, turned down the brightness because I didn't want to wake Ocean up because I'm a really great husband. <laughs> and I just started to type. So this is what I came up with. This is what God has brought me today to bring to you. So I want to start with some questions. Do you believe that God created the heavens and the earth? Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Do you believe he parted the Red Sea? Yes. That he caused the walls of Jericho to fall? Yes. All right. Do you believe he rose Jesus from the grave? Yes. Okay. Speaking of Jesus, do you believe that he fed 5,000 men plus women and children with the loaves and fishes? Yes. The very, very, very few 
loaves and fishes? Do you believe that he's healed lepers and the blind? And he himself has risen people from the dead. All right. So why don't we believe when the Bible tells us that we're forgiven, that we are redeemed, that we are chosen, that we're called, and we are a victor? Why not? I mean, those things are all in the Bible too. Well, I'll tell you why we don't believe them, and I'm pretty sure some of you already know the answer. Satan, the enemy, Lucifer, the liar of all liars, call him what you want, he wants to destroy those thoughts. But the only thing he truly has to do is discourage us. He doesn't even need to destroy. He just has to discourage because that's when our flesh will take over. The clever devil knows that our own flesh can be the key to our very undoing. So we're just falling victim to his deceit. He doesn't want you to walk in victory. He wants to keep us discouraged. He wants to fool us into believing that we're not worthy and that God doesn't love us because he heard that gossip we told about sister so-and-so. He doesn't want what's best for us. We're sinners. Why would he love us? We've gone way too far for him to care about us. He sees every time we fight with that addiction and we struggle and we struggle and we pick it back up. He doesn't love you. He just keeps repeating these same lies over and over again. But the funny thing is, is he repeats them. Why? Because that's all he has, is a few little lies that he puts in your head and repeats and repeats and repeats. Well, here's what you need to understand about him. It's not personal. He really doesn't care about us. He wants revenge on God, and he's using us to get that revenge. That's why God tells us 51 times in the Bible he talks about revenge. But in Romans 12, 19, he says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge and I will repay. It's not our job to do that. And the more we focus and lose sight on God and we just want to get back at that person who did us wrong because, oh, that was bad. It was really, really bad what they did to me. No one's saying it's not. Let it go and give it to God. That's what God wants us to do. The enemy wants us to stew in it. And then we stay victim to his lies and we're further away from God and what he wants us to do. Now, God was clever, tricky. I don't know what we want to call him for giving us the power of free will because that's what gets us into trouble is our will and what we want. I mean, he gave me the will to be a vegetarian or to eat sweets. And I'm gonna say that I have never met a carrot cake that I don't like. Because I'm clever too. I worked around that. It's a vegetable, but it's sweet. I mean, I'm not saying I need a carrot cake or anything. No, we don't, we don't need to support that, but it's fine. You supplied the Girl Scout cookies, so I'm good for now. 
but we really just need to keep the enemy where he belongs, under our feet, and keep God where he belongs, which is in our thoughts, in our words, and in our hearts. When we entertain the lies of the enemy, we let him live rent-free in our brains. And I don't know about you, but I don't let anyone live rent-free at my house. So I'm not going to let him live rent-free in my house because this house is for God. That's what it was designed for, and that's what I am going to do with it. But he knows. He's clever. He's cunning. He knows when to slither right in. All he has to do, suggest, mention your flaws, your faults, your failures, and mix a tiny little bit of truth with a whole big lot of lies. And we're done for. But we have a choice. Just like Eve had a choice in the garden when she was confronted by him. And this is kind of when I was talking about this, I, all I could picture was Robin Hood, the cartoon from Disney, and Sir Hiss, the little serpent, slithering in with that little tongue that's just. When he says to her, did he really say that you can't eat fruit from the trees in the garden? And she goes on to say, oh, no, just this one fruit. And then he convinces her that the only reason that he doesn't want her to eat the fruit is because he doesn't want her to gain the knowledge of good and evil. She's deceived. She falls for it. And then she tricks Adam into it. So we know that they were tempted and they fell short. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. But then you have the story of Jesus in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights who was confronted and tempted by the same devil. He didn't fall short. He fell through. And it's not because he was the son of God. I mean, he is, but that's not why he was successful. He got through it by quoting scripture. He had that scripture in his heart and in his brain, and it was on his tongue, and he used it to defeat the enemy. He used it to put the enemy where the enemy belongs. It just so happened he was the son of God, but he knew that, and there was no room for the enemy to creep in those little cracks. So now I'm still lying here, mind you. It's after 3.30. It's getting close to 4 o'clock. I still have the choice to finish and roll over and let my dog continue to hog the bed and push me out. But I didn't. I still had my little droid in my hand, and I don't want all you little Apple users coming at me because, as I just mentioned, the Apple didn't do us so well at the beginning of time. So I'm going to stick with my droid, all right? I'm going to stick with that. I mean, we believe that those are the stories that happened, and that's really how it went. But if we're going to believe that, then we have to believe everything that's in the Bible. And that's when we have to believe the things that God has said about us and why Jesus died for us. 
I'm not coming on because that's a whole other Sunday. We're going to be here all day. <laughs> so I could have chosen to force myself back to sleep, but I continued to listen and I continued to let him speak and I continued to type until the wee hours of the morning because that's what he wanted. And at this moment, even though I was sleep deprived and I was tired, I wanted to be obedient to him. I wanted to do what he wanted me to do. But the enemy was mad. He's fired up and he's been mad and he's stayed mad and he has tried for the past two and a half weeks to discourage me from finishing this, to discourage me from talking to you. And he has tried everything in his power. This morning I had a computer shut down. I didn't think this was going to get printed. I thought I lost all the changes that I made because that's how God works. He <laughs> spend all your time writing this message. But actually, I think you should change that at the last minute. All right, fine, because you woke me up an hour early for me to make those changes. So no problem. All of a sudden, the computer goes black. And I'm hearing whispers. And I'm hearing lies that I'm not good enough. I don't belong to be up here. I'm not a pastor. I'm a treasurer. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. It doesn't matter. He's going to use me the way that he wants to use me. And I have to remember that. That's what I have to stick to because that's what he tells me. He kept trying to whisper things about my past to make me feel not good enough. Well, that's my past. That's who I used to be. The things that I used to say before I put God in my heart, they weren't pretty. I will tell you that. I am not perfect, very far from it. He kept reminding me of my past and all the horrible things that I did to people that I put myself first. But that's not who I am today. That is my past, and I don't have to sit there because that's not what God wants me to do. He wants me to continue moving forward. He wants me to help other people be led to him and feel the same way that I do because I am a conqueror. I am forgiven. I am redeemed. I have been chosen why me? I don't know, but I don't care. I'm done asking why. He's called me again. Why? I, there's nothing special about me. Well. <laughs> but I'm not alone. Buddy, he has called you. Katie, he has chosen you, and you know it, and you can't run from it. Derek, as quiet as you want to be, you can't run from him. You can try, but it is not going to happen. So again, faced with this choice, roll over, go to sleep, or finish this message and bring it to you guys today. Because there's somebody here who needed to hear what I just said. Derek, Katie, Buddy, yeah. You needed to hear that, but you're not alone, and neither am I. I have to remind myself of that all the time. Even when I fail, when I fall short, I have to remind myself I'm a child of God. I'm here for a reason, and I have a purpose.
And I need to keep pushing towards that. And that's what we all need to be doing every single day. So if you need healing and you need to be free from chains of addiction, be broken and set free from bondage, from guilt, because that's another one the enemy loves to throw in our face, guilt. I'll joke all the time and be like, oh, sorry, I was raised Catholic. Guilt comes with that. But it's true. Sorry, Catholics. Um, it's true. But we're here. And this is where we can be freed from all of that because he saves, he heals, and he restores. He is the God that does all of those things that says he's going to do. He's given each and every single one of us gifts. He's given us talents. And even though you might not believe it and you might not feel it or you might not want to listen to it because that's a whole other thing right there too. It's not true. He gave them to you. And there is nothing that nobody can do, including the devil, to change that. The only thing that is stopping you from accomplishing what God wants you to do is you. Simple. It's really that simple. So if you're tired of being discouraged and depressed and feeling unworthy, you can either let the lies of the enemy continue to weigh you down, distract you from becoming that person, or the other option is to walk in faith and listen to what the word of God says about you and who you are and live a life that will truly honor him and glorify him. So how do we pull ourselves out of victim mode and become a victor? Well, I'm so glad that you asked me that, Georgia, because I'm ready to tell you how. And these seven simple steps. Well, I had to shorten it down. You know, there's a long list. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's really seven. I just picked that number because it's because that's the number. Mm, nope, fell short. See, there we are. Never mind, we're done. I don't, I don't have seven. <laughs> so the first part of that is really simple. We already have the victory. Jesus died on the cross so that we could have that victory. So you can already walk in it. There's nothing more magical to do that. But how do we remain in victory is the real question. Because we already have it. We just have to continue to stay in it. The first thing, this is going to come as a complete and total shock to all of you. Read your Bible. Your Bible is filled with stories of victory. If we believe one thing in the Bible, we believe the whole Bible. So we believe in these stories. Moses delivered the Israelites. Daniel lived in the lion's den, and he made it out alive. Peter escaped from jail. Paul was bit by a poisonous snake. I don't even know what he was doing around a snake, but he survived. Esther saved her people. And we cannot forget about Rack, Shack, and Benny. 
If you know, you know. All stories of victory and all stories that we could tell each other. But do you believe them? It's your choice. We also need to spend time with him daily. He fights for us against our enemies, and the victory comes from him. We need to hold on to his promises. One thing that we spent the last 21 days doing a lot of, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for our own needs. Pray for those around us. And when you pray, mean it. Be intentional. Be deliberate about your prayers. Brian, Brian, <laughs> that's me. That's Ryan. Ryan talked about that at our men's event. And when we prayed, we prayed like we've never prayed as a group of men before. And it was powerful because we were intentional and deliberate. And it really, really did something. Worship him. And not just sing a song. That's fun. That is so much fun. Don't get me wrong. Today was awesome. You guys did an amazing job. And I can't wait to hear it again. But truly worship him. Humble yourself before him. Be obedient. And the nasty S word that nobody likes to hear. Surrender. Surrender it all to him. Praise him. It's a little different than worship. You're honoring him with your words and your actions. But the important thing, and it's funny that you guys sang this song today, praise when you feel it. Praise when you don't. Praise when you're sure. Praise when you're doubting. Praise, praise, praise. It doesn't matter the situation. He's there with you. He says he's with you. He is with you. He's not going to leave you. And the last thing that we can do is use our gifts. We said that he gave us gifts and he gave us talents. We don't want to believe them. It doesn't matter. But there's no better way to honor him than to put those talents and those gifts to use because that's what he's created us for. When we do that, we truly honor and glorify him. Now, I've actually struggled with this one quite a bit my whole life because I don't, it, beyond not feeling worthy, I always felt that my gifts weren't actual gifts because they were just things that I did. I like to cook. I'm good at it. That's not a gift. I can feed people. Oh, wait, didn't Jesus feed a bunch of people one time? Hmm. That's cool. And don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing myself to him. I am just saying if that is a gift that he has given me. Wow, you're a real math nerd. Your favorite thing is Excel spreadsheets. I, thank you, Georgia. But that is a gift. That is a talent. There are people who won't even use a computer. But he gave me that gift and skill to be able to organize things, make formulas work. It's oh, like I'm actually getting excited. Um, it's, it's crazy. Like, I can see, like, you're smiling. Like, yes. So, but it's a gift. It's still a gift. He gave me a gift of telling stories, yet the enemy wants to tell me that nobody wants to listen to your stupid story again. Or 
wait, did you already tell them that? Because the look on their face says they know what's coming. So we just have to be grateful for everything that he has. Not everything is a gift of the spirit. I don't talk in tongues. I don't know why. Again, I don't have to know why. It's just not something that I do. But I can write a message. I can pray for somebody. I never used to be able to pray out loud, and now I can. I mean, I'm right here reading something to you guys. Like, that's crazy. And literally, before I wouldn't even say grace, just like, thank you, amen. Um, they're all gifts that he's given us to use for his glory, and we just need to be grateful for them. So it doesn't end there because the victory requires action. So now that we know how to continue to walk in victory, we have to work for it. We can't just expect it. Yes, it's there for us, but if we don't walk over to it, we're not going to get it. So you actually have to do a little bit of work on your part to keep it. And all of these things, ironically, we've done here today. So really, we just have to go to church every single day. I'm all right with that. I mean, you're going to listen to the same message, message all seven days, because I'm only doing one for the week. But <laughs> uh, not actually, Pastor Freddie, really. Um, so sorry, happy birthday. There's your gift. Um, <laughs> but we just need to do these things throughout the week. Make time like we did with the prayer and the fasting. We don't have to continue to fast for the next eight years of our lives, but there's nothing wrong with skipping a meal once a week. There's nothing wrong with going to prayer once a week. There's nothing wrong with rolling over at 3 a.m. and grabbing your phone and getting into the word of God. If he has woken you up and he's shaken you and stirred you, go for it. Like, we just need to continue to do these things so that we can stay where we're at. So I will leave you guys with one final question because the choice is yours. Are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a victor? It's amazing how two letters can completely change the meaning of a word and your outlook. It's up to you, Crosspoint. The time is now. We know that we're in a war. We're raging battles every single day. But we have God on our side fighting for us, supporting for us, and making sure that we win. So I thank you guys for listening to me, not booing me. Well, I mean, we got a boo over Chili Fest. Like, that's about food. I mean, come on. Like, what else am I supposed to expect? Um, but I, I really hope that there was something in here that you guys can take away from this because it just speaks to me so much. And truly, the fasting and the praying helped me get this. I was obedient, and I listened. And now... I'm excited to see where God's going to go with this. What is he going to do for me 
because of my obedience, because we know that when we're faithful and obedient, he rewards us. And you know what? The only reward that I want is those words, when my time has come, I just want to hear, well done. That's it. I don't need anything else on this earth. He has already given me more than I need, more than I could ever ask for. I just want to hear those words. And I pray that you guys want to hear them too.